Hey everyone, this is episode two of Imposter Syndrome. If you haven't heard part one, please go ahead and listen to that one. Thanks for listening to our conversation and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so speaking of imposter syndrome, which is what we're speaking of, so why did I say speaking of? I don't know. And um, so like I said, to me, it feels like I don't belong here. How do you feel when you go to things with other artists? Like if you go to another artist's gallery or if you go to some type of creative meetup or like the award ceremony and stuff. How do you, how do you feel in those situations? <laughs> do you really want to know? Well, the, how do you feel there's different feelings, right? Cause you know, we would used to like, we'd go to a, when we lived in a, a city, uh, go to the art museum and, and, go, oh, yeah. and I would just like get so depressed. I'd, I'd like he, afterwards. we would go to an art gallery and it would be this some, Amazing, like there was that one and we saw like a bunch of Monet's and Van Gogh's, Van Gogh's. That was in Fort Worth. Remember when we went with Alan Eases? It's like a special exhibit. Yeah, it was a thing. It's like a lot, a lot of unique things we got to see. So living in a place like Dallas, Fort Worth, we had the opportunity to see so much great art. But when we would go to do those things, it would be weeks. Like it's <laughs> not, yes, it's not like you were blue for like a day or two. No, weeks weeks you would be blue yeah. after going visit a museum and it was just like i already hate visiting museums <laughs> okay. and now i have to live with living with eeyore for weeks <laughs> it makes me even hate yeah. museums even more um well i don't feel that way anymore i've gotten so much better oh, um I, yeah i don't really think of it i don't really think of that i mean you typically don't affect me one way or the other i mean if i see if I see work that's inspiring to, for me, then I typically now will be like, oh, like, I need to do better. Or, like, they're doing something that, not like I'm going to copy their artistic style, but like, oh, like, they're doing something cool. How could I... How so you could, feel inspired. Inspired, that's the word. <laughs> how could I do my, like, how could I make my stuff be more that way? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense that, like, what I see in it and what they've achieved and what I like about it. How can I like gear myself more that way? Um, rather like I don't feel, and then like at like the ad fed, like advertising stuff. I, How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Like you wish your wife would stop drinking? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, those are, uh, How do you feel? What do you mean? Like, I just, I, like, I don't look at other people's work and... and <laughs> okay, you have to leave that. I was going to say, this, this is the one I didn't want to answer. Okay. Like, I, like I'm fine being there. And, uh, like, I guess in terms of the graphic design and that kind of stuff, I'm, like, that's not really the kind of... Most of the stuff that's being presented there isn't really stuff that I um, would, like, feel bad about not creating. And then some of it's inspiring, like there's some people in firms that are doing stuff. That I'm like, oh, cool. Like the types of stuff they're doing is inspiring. But yeah, I'm not. I don't care about like graphic design and stuff to heart, or like corporate graphic design and things like that. Isn't really something that I care that much about. Okay. Now I feel this way at work. But when I was pastoring, I was like an associate pastor at a church until. May. May. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, not that it's imposter syndrome, but I guess a lot of what I feel is, like, if I wasn't here, that, like, nothing would change. 
And I don't know if that's imposter syndrome or not, but I feel that way. Like I feel well, that you way. felt insignificant. Yeah, okay. But not like I'm doing any harm. And not that I'm not doing anything at all, but if I'm gone, like, they'll be fine or better off without me. Um, yeah, that's and, imposter syndrome, babes. Okay. <laughs> well, then I feel like an imposter syndrome at church. I feel like an imposter syndrome and, like, as a marketing manager and as a husband and father. So, I'm like, you know, like my family would be better off without me. And they're like, no, like, statistically, that's incorrect. So, Thankfully, he believes the science, folks. <laughs> That's what's keeping them here is the science. Like, oh, because man. I love you so much. I'm like, y'all would probably be like, I wouldn't want to be around me all day. Like, oh my gosh. What were they saying about needing a licensed practical <laughs> counselor at this? But oh, I'm Lord. totally fine, you guys. How about, how about you feel? Well, we don't go to photography things. Okay, we're 20 minutes in, so. I know, but we, uh, like, let's five more minutes and it'll be 30 minutes. Like when it, as, as a photographer, I, you you're anxious a lot whenever you have a shoot in a day or whatever. And whether it's and like like I said, it's things that you do all the time, but you're mm-hmm. still anxious before every single one of them. Yes, if that's okay for me to tell everybody. Yeah, and I will say even I know I've talked about seeing a therapist before, and when I did see a therapist, it helped me a lot. I used to driving home from a shoot used to be the worst like feeling in the world because I could not wait to get home and put that card in the computer and make sure that everything was sufficient. These people have paid me money and I have to load this, like that drive home. All of us thinking about was everything I did wrong. Like, Oh, these are going to be horrible. These are going to be the worst pictures ever. I'm going to have to give them their money back. I'm um, like the whole ride home would be nothing but like self hate talk, which is kind of sad when you think about it. And it would just, my anxiety would shoot up like, couldn't wait to get home. Like that, that car ride was torture and it was torture. This that self hate talk I would give myself. And like today I had a school that I photographed and the, that card is still sitting in the camera. And a lot now when I get home and I still do it, I get home and I'm like, I, I want to put the card in, but now it's more excitement. I'm like, Oh, like the senior I had that photographed my first senior of the year. Like I could not wait. It was like, I want to get home and I want to get this card loaded because I'm excited, not because and of I want to post it on yeah. Instagram. Not because of dread. That was a huge game changer for me. That feeling of dread after a shoot versus I can't wait to see these images being excited. And they, like even today, like the school I photographed just being like, it can wait. Like I know, I guess I have more trust in myself now. Like I don't have to load those images right now because I know I did a sufficient job. So I guess my imposter syndrome is getting better and therapy probably helped. Side note, mental health check. What do you think helped? EMDR. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the therapist works. If I knew, I'd, <laughs> we wouldn't need therapists. They do their magic <laughs> and they fix you. <laughs> but what, like, what's the difference now? When was there a difference between you riding home and feeling dread? Also, I'm like... Were we just like too cheap to buy a laptop? Because you could have just. Yes, I'm very cheap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just <laughs> bring a laptop with you and plug it in. And yes. you're like, oh, like, okay, I can drive home peacefully. No. Um, I can spend money on a laptop just to cure my anxiety. I'll just get therapy instead. Uh, um, I wanted to do a little mental health blurb to talk about oh, normalizing mental you? health. Okay. Yes, you did. Uh, side note, since I'm talking about therapy, mental health is important and seeing a therapist is normal. If you feel like you need to see a therapist, you should. A lot of people don't realize that insurance covers 
mental health. So it doesn't mean that every therapist is on your plan, but if you do have health insurance, it's definitely something you need to check out. If you do not have health insurance, there are a lot of therapists that will see you for free at no charge. So if you need help, reach out to us. We'll get, put you in the right place. I do want to say that since we're talking about some Sorry, I didn't Okay, so go ahead. What mental health check, I just thought you were saying, like, <laughs> like you were doing a mental health check. So I was asked, like, what is the mental health check? Oh, I just wanted to check on our viewers. Okay, yeah, I misunderstood. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, you do a mental health check. Oh, no, I meant for you, mental health check. I realized that. that I realized the guy said, because I saw what you did. <laughs> so now I realize, <laughs> in the past... <laughs> A mental health check. Okay. So you're, I don't know what okay. changed, but I so remember. You don't have a mental health check. I remember it being like, "Oh, this is different." I can okay. still remember. I don't remember what session it was, but I, I, it was at the Creole House. It must, have, you know, it must have been all those minis I did at the Creole House that time. So it was like one session after. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know when it was, but I can remember driving home from there and being like, "Oh, I don't feel." totally panicked right now which is normally how i felt and i was like this is different therapy's working i don't know what it is that we worked through that did that so i have made strides i guess in it but yeah i don't the anxiety is not as bad but i still have the anxiety i mean and you know that you can attest to it like i've been photographing a lot recently which is great i did want to give an update on that with we started off with coronavirus hit, and all my business stalled, and now I'm back. Fall season has started. I'm back in the swing. I'm working a lot right now, which is wonderful. I'm so thankful for it, but it affects my sleep because before the shoots, I'm nervous. I'm worried I won't wake up on time. I'm worried I'm going to forget something. I'm worried, like, all these things I worry about. Even the other night, I was, did I tell you about how I was so thankful for my subconscious? Because at 2 o'clock, my subconscious woke me up and was like, you set your alarm for the wrong time, and I did. Okay, at 2.30, I woke up, and I was like, you said, how did I know this? I was like, you set your alarm for a long time. And I looked, and I sure enough had set my alarm for an hour later. I set my alarm for the time I needed to leave the house, not the mm-hmm. time I needed to get ready. So I was like, whew, good thing I woke up in a panic at 2.30. <laughs> and then I went and changed my alarm, and I went back to sleep. But then, like, a lot of times, like, that, those mornings I have to wake up super early. Like, I might have to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, but I'll wake up at 4, and I can't sleep because I'm afraid I'm going to sleep through my alarm. That's not imposter syndrome, though. That's just general anxiety. <laughs> um, so, ask me a better question about imposter syndrome. I'm not talking about oh, imposter sorry, syndrome. Sorry, I didn't ask a good enough question. Um, <laughs> you had a good question, but you, it was interrupting my mental health check. <laughs> Do you, you have a different mentality, personally, that, that you realize now that has changed the way that you view your work or yourself? Or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> I have to bring in my therapist to maybe help us. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not very good at analyzing my emotions and my thought processes. Okay. That's okay. Something changed. I'm not sure what. <laughs> maybe, to, maybe I was putting off the perfectionist, uh, like, the standards I was putting on myself that no one else was, but I, I was. Yeah. Because if someone's paying me money, I think I need to do a perfect job. And it's like people just want good images of their family. They don't Perfect to you job, not a perfect to them job. Yeah. So if I get their little girl and their big bow smiling, you know, (laughs) then they're happy. Mm -hmm. And I 
guess I put a lot of pressure on myself. I want everything to be perfect. And, but that's a standard I'm putting on and I'm going to have different standards than my clients have. Obviously I'm a photographer, so I know more. I see more. I see all my mistakes. They don't see my mistakes, which is great. And I'm not going to point my mistakes out to them either. Yeah. So I think that like some of the big takeaways are you should take yourself seriously, but realize that you're like, you're never, you're never going to reach this, uh, form of perfectionism, a form of perfect. It's like imaginary or exactly like, like it's all made up. Like you're never going to be good enough in your own mind. A big part of therapy in my job and in being a mother is I was trying to be like, I realized, well, I guess it's perfectionism. I was expecting me to be Jesus. Like mm-hmm. Jesus is the only perfect person. Like, and I know that and I fully agree with that. Like, I am a Christian because I know I am not perfect and I need a savior. And Jesus came and he lived that life for me. But then I am beating myself up because the standard I'm setting for myself is Jesus, which we should, right? Beat yourself up for not being perfect. Ah, that's right. Okay, you're right. Good. I need to hear that. That's what I need to make sense in my brain. Um, Perfectionism is a goal that we are all shooting for, but it's perfectionism within our own mindset. And we're not giving ourselves the grace that we extend to other people. And we're not, and we don't see the things in other people's art often or other people's creative output that they see. So they see all the imperfections and things they wish they would have done or colors that didn't come out right or, you know, kid who was making a weird face. But we don't see that. We see overall, even if we're detail oriented, we see big pictures and then we hone in on the stuff we do like. Whereas if it's your work, it's the opposite. You, the, hone in, you tend to hone in on the stuff that you don't like, right? The perfect example is with cooking. Mm. Like, I love eating other people's food so much. Because when I eat their food, I just enjoy it. I don't nitpick it. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, if your mom cooks a jambalaya, I'm not eating it to nitpick it. I'm not eating it to say what I don't like about it. I'm just, someone else has made a meal for me. Yeah. And I'm just going to eat it. If I cook a jambalaya, though, I don't I don't eat it like that. I eat it with, what did I do wrong? Right. What could have I done better? What is there too much of? What is there too little of? And I don't even enjoy it at all. Well, everyone else is. Everyone else is enjoying it, and I don't even enjoy it because all I'm, I'm analyzing it the entire mm-hmm. time. And I'm not enjoying it, and I think that's just how, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, but, but you can reach a place where... <laughs> Like you, you are now with your work mm-hmm. and where like I am sometimes, right? <laughs> like well, both of us are sometimes mm-hmm. like that we can be okay with it yeah. and actually enjoy it and say like, well, and I think part of it too is not holding too dear, dearly to every single thing we do. Like we yes. want to do a good job, mm-hmm. but realizing that, you know, your creative output isn't just one thing. It's, it's you know, going on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a series of things. It's a collection of work, not just one thing. And again, that's, you know, just like, just do something, just like continue doing it, keep working on it, don't give up. It's going to get better, but then it's like collectively going to be different. And you're going to have hits and misses and things you like and things your wife likes and things your friends likes, but like maybe none of those things are all the same. But, um, there's no perfect thing that you're going to achieve. And sometimes you do feel like you made something perfect and then 
Three years later, you look at it and you don't even like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say too about imposter syndrome, if you feel like you're struggling with imposter syndrome, if you're doing it, you're not an imposter. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. but if I, you're doing it, if you're copying someone else, like right. if you're taking someone else's drawing and you're tracing it, then yes, <laughs> you're an imposter. Mm-hmm. But if you are taking a blank sheet of paper and putting watercolor on that and drawing your own thing, you're not an imposter. Or if you're taking a pen to paper and you're trying to write a poem, a poem, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, if you're doing it, (laughs) if you're doing it, the fact that you're doing it makes you not an imposter. Hmm. I just wanted to give that little encouraging word. Just do it. The fact that you're doing it makes you not an imposter, no matter how you feel. Side note, if you're tracing, you're impostering. But I don't know. Some people take do trait like they'll take it and they clip it. They take someone's photograph and they clip it. And there's like that whole art form, like the moral, <laughs> the moral moral. No, that was no. straight up. Oh, never mind. That wasn't a good example of good art. Don't ask me. I don't know what well, a good no, art is. I mean, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know what good art is because I'm not an artist. It's subjective. He's been in way more galleries than I have. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, like, I'm afraid of getting fired, like, every week, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> but. I wonder if your boss listens to this. No. Chris is not going to get fired. I don't think. I think your boss likes you. He does. He likes you thank you cards. Maybe I shouldn't do that because no one else gets a thank you card. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm not like afraid. Like I'm just doing a whole job. I shouldn't be there and probably going to get fired as soon as they find out that I'm not really doing. Y'all, the real reason I put that mental health check and like go see a therapist is <laughs> I was trying to drop some hints to this man right here. I don't know if he's picking up on them though. <laughs> I love you, babes. See a therapist. <laughs> Hey, okay. I made this podcast to help other people. I don't even know. No one's going to listen to us after this one. We're not even real podcast people. Wait, we're recording a podcast. We're not imposters. Full circle all the time. I go full circle. All the emotions, all four of them, all four Katie emotions. Love, hate, joy, disgust. Mm-hmm. Fear. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, really, I just wanted this to be us sharing about it because I, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people aware of it are aware of it as a concept. But like, I think that for the people that we're that are listening to it and listening to our podcast, a decent amount of them are, are friends, you know, or people who follow what we're doing on a daily basis, you know, follow our artist pages, creative pages and stuff. And I don't want to give the impression that, you know, we're just hunky dory, happy, like everything's perfect all the time. Cause that's another thing we look at people's social media and like, it just looks like everything's great all the time. Everything they post is awesome all the time in your mind. Um, but it's just a highlight reel. But it's the highlight reel. It's literally, that's all it is. Yeah. Because yeah. even a good, perf- a good example of that is my beach trip, where I'm on a beach trip with girls, and all my pictures were happy pictures. Mm. So I was like, oh, look, you had a great time. And I did have a great time. But I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, there was one point I was crying, though. And they're like, you didn't post about that. And I'm like, well, yeah. Here's I'm selfie gonna- me crying in the bathroom because gonna- my son got exposed to girls. <laughs> I'm not there to be with him. 
<laughs> it was. It was a great trip, but... But that's definitely how you see other people's social medias, regardless yeah. of how, even if that is actually how we are posting it or not. That's, you know, if you did post your picture of yourself crying, people would be like, oh, she's being raw. You know, whatever. I don't know. Like we're doing on this podcast. Um, but I, I really just felt like it's a discussion that's come up. The topic's come up a few times on the podcast. I wanted to do an episode on that. Or well, we did. Um, and we haven't really talked about it until tonight, which is kind of what this podcast is doing. Oh, we'll, sh- we'll be like, no, no, save it for the podcast. Because we're trying to make it a conversationalist. It's going to be real and raw with you people. But then we look at the camera. We don't look at each other. I've been looking at you the whole time. Maybe we should record on the patio. Some crickets and bugs. And oh, yeah. Cat. Oh, gosh. No, that would be awful. Thank y'all so much for listening. This is Just Be Creative Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Just Be Creative Pod. Yep. www.justbecreativepod.com. 